Well, there have been Christians in the past, and there are certainly a lot of Christians in our modern era, to be sure, who give Christianity a really bad name. There's a lot of ways that that happens, but one of them is by some professing Christians' promotion of a kind of mindless, anti-intellectual approach to the faith that basically shuns all kind of knowledge and learning and disparages all that as a bad thing. Just do. may have run across Christians like that or seen, I don't know, uh, people saying things of that nature. They'll say things like, no creed but the Bible, or they pit reason against faith as if they were opposed to each other. Or they even go so far as claim that the Holy Spirit is not involved in Christian education or colleges or seminaries because of all of those things are somehow not spiritual to people in, in this category. And that is just so far from the truth because the Holy Spirit, what does the Holy Spirit do? The Spirit is the Spirit of truth according to, to Scripture, points us to truth, leads us to truth. The Spirit does not lead us into irrationality in a kind of just mystic feeling alone uh, with a, a kind of detachment from faith, from truth. That's not how the Holy Spirit works. If someone tells you that the Holy Spirit is working to point them in ways that goes against biblical truth, for instance, or irrationality or all types of craziness, you can know that they're lying, Because the spirit is not a spirit of chaos and confusion, but a spirit of truth. And all you have to do with a person like that, who rejects reason and knowledge, is to then ask them how in the world they know that knowledge and truth and reason are all just unimportant. How do they know that? And if they give you a coherent answer or give an answer from Scripture or something like that, They have just refuted themselves. I hope you could see that. And if they just say, no creed but the Bible or anything like that, ask them what they believe about the Bible. And once they start making connections from Scripture and formulating conclusions, like the doctrine of the Trinity, okay, or the substitutionary atonement or the depravity and sinfulness of man, they have just entered into rational or even doctrinal or creedal conclusions And they're not really living consistently with what they say. Now, some of them will just throw that all out. And they're just, I just live my life by my gut. Wherever it leads me, I go. And oftentimes, in in all situations like that, if they're taking away scriptural truth and and, and, and biblical realities, it's usually going to lead them down a dead-end road. But you see, Baptists don't go down that road, do they? It's clear that they don't. And our doctrinal statement proves that in Article 12 of the Baptist Faith in Message 2000. And so for that, I want us to see what it says. Let's see what it says together, and let's look at point number one. Christianity is the foundation for all knowledge. Baptist Faith in Message Article 12 in Part 1 says this, Christianity is the faith of the enlightenment and intelligence. In Jesus Christ abide all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. All sound learning is, therefore, a part of our Christian heritage. The new birth opens all 
human faculties and creates a thirst for knowledge. I don't know about you, but like when I was first converted, I went from someone who never read books or cared about reading anything to someone who was reading the Bible, soaking it up, caring about the scriptures. There's a lot of words in here, right? There's a lot to learn in the Bible. All of a sudden, all 66 books of the Bible became a passion for me. Why? Because I was converted. You know that too. If you're a Christian, you care about truth and knowledge. You're not just going around thinking whatever, willy-nilly, these kinds of things. No. You're given a heart for the truth. It's true for all Christians. Look with me at Proverbs 15 and 14. The heart of him who has understanding seeks knowledge, but the mouth of fools feeds on folly. We don't want to be fools, do we? No. We want to pursue wisdom and knowledge. Proverbs 3, 13 through 22. Bear with me. This is a a section of scripture. I want us to see how the wisdom literature thinks about knowledge and things of that nature. Blessed is the one who finds wisdom and the one who gets understanding. For the gain from her is better than gain from silver and her profit better than gold. So it's talking about wisdom kind of metaphorically as her, right? You see that? Using that kind of language. She is more precious than jewels, talking about wisdom, and nothing you desire can compare with her. Long life is in her right hand, and in her left hand are riches and honor. Her ways are ways of pleasantness, and all her paths are peace. She is a tree of life to those who lay hold of her. Those who hold her fast are called blessed. The Lord, by wisdom, founded the earth. Look at this, it's a godlike thing. Knowledge and wisdom and, and truth. He goes on and says, by understanding, he established the heavens. By his knowledge, the deeps broke open and the clouds dropped down the dew. My son, do not lose sight of these. Keep sound wisdom and discretion and they will be life for your soul and adornment for your neck. Notice here that according to this wisdom literature, according to scriptural view, that knowledge and wisdom and learning and educational growth is looked at as a good thing. And a blessing even, not something to be discarded or, ah, who cares about that kind of stuff? No, not something to avoid, but something to pursue. Because God is all knowledgeable and provides us a written revelation. It must be clearly implied from that that God wants Christians to both read and also to write. If he didn't care about reading and writing, then he would have never revealed himself in the scripture, would he? We care about these things because God revealed himself to us in rational, clear, communicative ways. And also, I want us to realize that if it wasn't for the way that God actually made you and me and us as humans in his image, and one aspect clearly of the image of God is that men and women's rational capacities to reason, to create, to rule over God's creation is, is a dynamic, to communicate. It's a dynamic it, it, it's what we're different than his other creation and animals. You don't have animals worshiping or communicating or having deep conversations or thinking deep thoughts of God or reading the scriptures. You don't see that. It doesn't happen unless God created us that way and he did create us that way. It's because God loves knowledge and wants us to grow in what he has revealed so that we can grow and apply the knowledge for the flourishing of our lives and the lives of those around us, as the Proverbs reveal. So knowledge, of course, is dependent upon God, 
and Christianity also. Knowledge is dependent upon Christianity, the Bible, truth, the creator. Without Christianity, there is no knowledge. There's no understanding. Without God of understanding. Other worldviews and even unbelieving people, you see, they have to borrow from the Christian worldview and that Christian reality. They got to borrow from the fact that God created them with the ability and capability. They got to borrow from the goodness of knowledge and wisdom and learning that the Bible reveals and that the scriptures reveal and that God created us to be. One quick note of application here is to draw our attention to the very reason we are going through the Baptist faith and message in this teaching series to begin with. The very reason we also preach and listen to sermons on Sunday morning or go to Sunday school, Sunday morning Bible studies for teaching and discussion and learning. Why? It's because we want to learn and grow and apply in the biblical truths that God has given us. We can also add our quarterly table talks. Um, One of those is coming up here in about a month. That meeting where, where, you know, it's just another touch point of biblical knowledge and education as we consider doctrine even and discipleship together and other practical ministry of truth applied directly to our lives from God's word. You see, we don't have a reach youth group or we don't have a pioneer club and we don't have a VBS. We don't do any of those things if we didn't care about education and truth and biblical realities being communicated to others. Christianity is all about education and knowledge. Don't tell anyone or don't let anyone tell you differently. If they do, they're just missing the biblical worldview. They, they need to be corrected. They need, they need to see that that's not what the Bible teaches. That's not how God wants us to be as Christians. This leads us to our second point, number two. Baptists cooperate to support sound biblical education. Let's see it in the second portion of the Baptist faith and message here in Article 12. Moreover, the cause of education in the, uh, in the kingdom of Christ is co- coordinate with the causes of missions and general benevolence and should receive along with these the liberal support of the churches. An adequate system of Christian education is necessary to a complete spiritual program for Christ's people. We know that truth and teaching and education is important to Christians. We know it even in the Great Commission, don't we? Matthew 28 and 18 says this, And Jesus said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. You see that? Teaching them. Teaching is part of the Great Commission. I've already mentioned this about our church before, but all churches should be not only about gathering and worship, but part of their worship, part of their gathering, is to to teach and to preach and to communicate truthful realities and to disciple others. And a part of that discipling of the nations includes discipling of believers that are gathered into local churches all over the world because the Great Commission just doesn't end when a new church is born or when a new Christian is converted, but Christians need to be continuing to learn the things of Christ, the things of the Word, their whole lives, because none of us attain that knowledge. And so every church is around to continue to press on the hearts of believers to continue to grow as disciples, and part of that growth is learning God's Word, learning God's truth. 
This should be an ongoing need for every single church. It's true for our church and other churches. We want to pass on the knowledge of Christ for the glory of God and the good of his peoples. We just do. But we've also realized here in the last several months that we can be, we've known this always, but we've thought about it a little bit more, that we can benefit not only for our own work that we do here in Gallatin as our church, but also by other churches partnering with them so that we could support a lot of other work and cooperation and ministry with other like-minded churches for a variety of shared ministry and goals with monetary funding and blessings to a variety of things. At Southern Baptists, we do that. We, in the cooperative program of the Southern Baptist Convention, we are monthly giving. Actually, portions go to all types of wonderful things that, that are going on throughout the world, right? That are going on locally, that are going on domestically, and that are going on internationally. That includes ministry and missions and great work all over the world in wonderful ways. And one part of our funds, cooperatively, goes to support six Southern Baptist seminaries to train pastors, missionaries, and church workers to be a blessing to other local churches around the world. And in fact, churches should be about also training pastors and missionaries and things as well. But we can partner with other schools like seminaries and things of that nature to be a part of that also. Why? Because Baptists see education as important and even kind of built into that Great Commission task of teaching that we see in churches all over the world. And we must press forward uh, teaching and discipleship. And we are about supporting the work of godly biblical institutions in the cooperative program. Not limited to just seminaries, but also to Christian colleges providing knowledge and education and development in a really excellent way. This is what Baptists do. It's amazing the reach that we can have, and it's helpful for great, important ministry. And that leads us to our third and final point, and number three, related to that second point as well, education must be doctrinally sound and accountable. The Baptist Faith and Message, Article 12 here, and that last portion of it says this, In Christian education, there should be a proper balance between academic freedom and academic responsibility. Freedom in an orderly uh, relationship of human life is always limited and never absolute. The freedom of a teacher in a Christian school, college, or seminary is limited by the preeminence of Jesus Christ, by the authoritative nature of the scriptures, and by the distinct purposes for which the school exists. This is practical stuff to point us away from false teaching and bad teachers and a shipwreck of uh, schools and denomination, things of that nature. It's helpful that it's in our Baptist faith and message. Look at 1 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 3. Paul says to to Timothy, as I urged you when I was going to Macedonia, remain at Ephesus so that you may charge certain persons not to teach any different doctrine, nor to devote themselves to myths and endless genealogies, which promote speculations rather than the stewardship from God that is by faith. The aim of our charge is love that issues from a pure heart and good conscience and a sincere faith. Certain persons, hear about these persons, by swerving from these, have wandered away into vain discussion 
desiring to be teachers of the law. These are people who want to be teachers without understanding either what they are saying or the things about which they make confident assertions. Do you see the biblical warning about bad teachers, about false doctrine? This relates to pastors or other teachers in churches, and it relates to certainly teachers in Christian institutions that churches like us are supporting. 2 Timothy 2.15 says this, Do your best to present yourself to God as one approved. If, if the King James Version, it says, I think it's a study to show thyself approved unto God uh, as one approved, a worker who has no need to be ashamed, rightly handling the word of truth. We need good, right-handling Christians, teachers in schools, pastors in churches, and it's important for them to pay careful attention to what they're saying. Because what comes out of their mouth, according to James, is going to be held at a higher standard. They're going to be judged at a higher standard. That's true for pastors. It's true for teachers at schools. Colossians chapter 1, verses 24 to 2, 3. I want us to see this too. It just Get this into our bones. This is what God reveals that's important for the church, important for all Christian education. Now, I rejoice in my sufferings for your sake, and in my flesh I am filling up what is lacking in Christ's afflictions for the sake of his body, that is, the church, of which I became a minister according to the stewardship from God that was given to me for you. It's a stewardship to teach and to be a minister and to be a teacher And it goes on and says, to make the word of God fully known. That's their purpose and their goal, to to make the word known. The mystery hidden for ages and generations, but now revealed to his saints. To them, God chose to make known how great among the Gentiles are the riches of the glory of this mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Him we proclaim, warning everyone and teaching everyone with all wisdom that we may present everyone mature in Christ. Do you see, we need knowledge poured out in our our churches and in our schools. Why? So we can make people mature in Christ. Part of maturity in Christ is wisdom and knowledge and truth, right? Verse 29, for this I toil, struggling with all his energy that he powerfully works within me. For I want you to know how great a struggle I have for you and for those at Laodicea and for all who have not seen my, me face to face that their hearts may be encouraged being knit together in love to reach all the riches of full assurance and understanding and knowledge of God's mystery, which is Christ, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. The biblical worldview puts forward Truth, wisdom, knowledge, it's so important. It cannot be taught wrong. It cannot, teachers and leaders can't lead them to different ways and different directions. And here's the thing, schools all over the world have the freedom to do, quite frankly, what they want, right? (laughs) But schools supported by the cooperative program, there's accountability. Southern Baptist churches that give to support schools, there's accountability, and they're under the same kind of ability, accountability and expectations as churches or pastors and other teachers uh, in terms of, of, of those accountability structures that come from the scriptures. Why? Because it's churches providing for and helping support these schools to exist. And so they must be biblical. They must be truthful. And just as pastors can't be promoting and displaying false doctrine, and just as pastors and other church teachers and leaders must prepare and be faithful to study to deliberately teach sound doctrine and truth, of course these institutions 
supported by Southern Baptist churches, also must hold to those same standards. You see why the Baptist Faith and Message has an article in it like this. It's helpful. It's helpful for setting that standard for us. If the six seminaries and many other Baptist schools are going to do any good, they must be teaching in accordance with the chief goal and purpose and emanation of, of just to give wisdom of Jesus Christ himself, knowledge of the word. He's the cornerstone of the church. He's the foundation of all Christian education. We see that in Colossians. He's so important. Our schools should be Christ-centered. Our churches should be Christ-centered. They should be biblical. They shouldn't be teaching weird, off, unbiblical things. Anyone who teaches out of accord from the scriptures are not teaching sound wisdom and truth, should be rebuked, they should be disfellowshipped, and quite frankly, fired from these schools. And professors should be fired if they go and stray away. Pastors should be fired and voted out if they stray away. If you look back before the conservative resurgence of the Southern Baptist Convention, for instance, in the 1980s, some of you would remember this specifically, there were teachers overcoming most of our seminaries with false doctrine and a denial of the authority and inspiration and truthfulness of the Bible. Did you know that? I think one of your pastors historically some years ago came from one of the stalwart churches, potentially right, with Adrian Rogers, who was one of the ones who, who, um, who helped work on the Baptist Faith and Message 2000, and he was one of the champions of the conservative resurgence as well. One of the pastors in our history, I think, was tied to the ministry of Adrian Rogers, maybe his wife or something. Does that, that ring a bell? And, and um, he stood for truth, praise God. Uh, other seminary professors and pastors and teachers stood for truth, praise God. And when it came down to voting and working things out and putting presidents in schools and, and putting people in leadership positions in the SBC, guess what? The conservatives won. There was a resurgent away from false doctrine. Because of that, we have healthy schools and, and a lot more healthy churches in our denomination. And if it wasn't, if it was ignored and doctrine was just put aside and people just were okay and put up with false teaching, that would have creeped into our local churches. Maybe even this church potentially had there been that, you know, winning of liberal theology and doctrine that denied scripture. You're going to have a lot more pastors and missionaries and teachers denying the truthfulness of scripture. Do you see what's at stake here with Christian education? People saying these things need to be held accountable. It's right there. <laughs> Baptist faith and message. Thank God for the faithful men and women who stood for truth and guarded truth in our institutions because we're as I said, these colleges and seminaries become liberal theologically. Pastors and churches follow right along, following these, these false ways. And we are thankful to put forward in the Baptist faith and message expectations about the importance of knowledge and wisdom and doctrine and education, but also accountability as well. So to kind of wrap this all up, I hope all of this presses on each of our consciences here that Southern Baptists are not soft, irrational, anti-intellectual people, but a people of deep convictions with biblical standards that must be upheld in our churches and schools and our boards across all of our entities uh, in the SBC, uh, including seminaries, missionaries, local churches, pastors, and teachers. Uh, we don't want to parrot and repeat those people who disparage sound teaching and knowledge and education but we want to continue to promote 
as Baptists have continually promoted, as the Baptist Faith and Message, Article 12, promotes the importance of knowledge and education and truth. Why? Because we are a people of truth, the Word of God. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for what we've considered from your Word and how your Word gives us direction in the midst of a lot of bad opinions and bad views and bad thinking and bad living. Lord, help us to see how interconnected our thinking and living is, the wisdom that we have, the knowledge that we have that directly impacts the way we live our lives, that we would see it as important and that we continue to look to your word, continue to be thankful for your opportunities to learn the word here at this church and in any different avenue. And we pray, Lord, for uh, the seminaries of our denomination and other churches. We pray for uh, all the entities of the SBC that we would all continue to uphold the truths of the Baptist faith and message, which are grounded most foundationally and even most importantly on the word of God, that we would stand on truth, that you would keep us from falling away into apostasy and error and heresy, but you'd keep us close to your word and that you would keep the teachers and pastors and leaders of our churches and institution denomination close to your word. We ask for your help in these things and we say this all in Christ's name, amen.